Hello, welcome back to Pod Save Africa. It's Akende Adirele here again. Thank you for bearing with us over our long summer break. I've spent the time traveling, learning more about myself, and truly just taking a break. I've, however, missed Pod Save Africa, though, and I've missed every single one of my listeners. I've missed bringing you news and facts and stories every week, and I'm excited to continue to do so. During my brief sabbatical, I've had the great opportunity to meet a few incredible people, some of whom I'd like to highlight in this mini-season prior to the beginning of our season. There are five of them, and I'm excited to share the thoughts and the conversation I had with them. Finally, on this list of the fascinating people I've met is Osaruman. If I were to describe him with two words, I would call him the thinker. Please enjoy the episode. I'm sure you'll understand why as soon as you listen to it. Thank you very much and enjoy. First of all, could you like properly pronounce your name for my listeners as well? Uh, and then we can get into it. Let's start. Let's start. I feel like it's a, it's a tongue twister a little bit, but uh, let's, let's start with that. Uh, should I should I give you the the way my grandmother pronounces it? Absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't take anything. Wait, wait. Yeah. So your grandmother and your parents pronounce it separate differently. Uh, so so my parents, you know, because they have lots of friends who are not uh, from Benin, mm. they you know they modernized my name a bit. Okay. If, if I'm permitted to use the term, and then I, you know, I further modernized and permitted people to begin to bastardize it. So wow. I'll be called all, all sorts of things. Osarumu. Oh wow. Osaruma. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's 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 do how your grandmother pronounces it then. That's the most authentic uh, version. I'm, I'm probably going to fail at that, but it's something oh. like uh Osamu and say. Wow. That sounds yeah. like oh okay. Uh, yeah. That's, I, I'm sure you can see how that's difficult. Yes, I, <laughs> even I can't get it, and I'm, I'm Nigeria, quote unquote. Um, oh, that's okay. That's that's that. I I'm not going to attempt to try and pronounce that. How about your pronunciation? Just, Maybe I can do that. Uh, so so I introduced myself as Osaruman or somebody. Okay. Um, yeah, because because why it's spelled, it's the most straightforward way to pronounce a name. Okay. Um, I, I'm. People these days mostly get it. Wow. When they don't, they just call me O. Oh, I, wow. I, I strongly resist people calling me Osas or anything like that. Okay. Um, yeah. That was, that's kind of my the first instinct for every Nigerian when you see the OSA <laughs> at the beginning of any name. But uh, moving on, moving on. So Exactly. Yeah, so let, let's, exactly. Uh, let, let me start you off with like the dreaded grad school application question. Um, who are you? <laughs> I'm sorry to I'm sorry to kinda of throw you in the deep end right there, but yeah, that's 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 that let's start there. If you were to describe yourself, what would you what would you say? I'd say I'm one of the more curious people I know. Mm. Um and that's really the only thing I'm good at, being curious. Um, okay. that helps me, you know, branch into a bunch of other areas. That helps me do a bunch of things, but like at my very core I am mean, curious person hmm. okay that's fascinating now that being said start with, let's 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 ask let me just give the listeners a little bit of context um you live currently in lagos nigeria or abuja nigeria 
Lagos, Nigeria. Lagos, Nigeria. I, my family lives in Abuja, Nigeria. Ah. Um, I moved to Lagos in on January eighth, twenty sixteen. Okay. Friday morning, um, and then I moved to Mauritius on January 28th, twenty seventeen. I moved back on September 9th, twenty seventeen, and I'm in Lagos now. Okay, and what have you done in all of these places? Uh, so so I was born in Benin City, okay. uh, in Edo State, okay. in the South South. And my father was a, he used to assemble computers and sell to the Delta State Government. Um, mm. And so, you know, that's, that's the environment I grew up in. Okay. I got my first computer when I was about two years old. Wow. I was a Windows 95 PC. Yeah, it was, yeah. I was a Windows 95 PC. And, and I learned the alphabets on the computer. I learned uh, how to type really early. Okay. Uh, I used to play paintball and all sorts of rubbish. <laughs> right. Uh, but you know, but, but that's that's the environment I grew up in. Uh, my father is a bit of an info born. Uh, okay. So he had this library that contained uh, books about all, all kinds of subjects, and I'd go there and read books that were bigger than my, you know, than my hands. Right. Um, uh, and, and I think I'll read, I'm, I'll read, I'm, I'm really lucky to have the kind of father I do, okay. who cares as much as he does about um, knowledge, mm. um, full stop. Um, and so very early on, I told him to the office, we used to go on trips. Okay. So if I was going to Joss or going to Lagos um, when I was a little kid, we'd, I remember we used to sneak out of the house because my little sister was too young to travel. So we'd tell mm. him how to go to, her, to the neighbor's house to go play. Okay. Just That sounds like you've left her some deep seated issues to, to resolve later on in life. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, hopefully she's resolved them now. Okay. Uh, anyways, so so we we started doing that, um, and then my father moved to Abuja in two thousand and five hmm. uh, to start working in the development space. Okay. Uh, and. That's international development now. Um, okay. You know, one of these USAID projects. Oh, I see. And uh, a year later, I, I, that was in 2006, I went to see him. I think it was my summer holiday. Yeah, I went to go see him and I liked Abuja better than I liked Indian City and I said I didn't want to move again. And mm. so he just found me, you know, a school oh, wow. uh, in Abuja. That's literally how we moved. It was it was so random. Okay. You just um, demanded and. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said, I'm, I'm not going back. I'm staying in family school, and I started living with him. My mother joined us, uh, I think, two years later. Oh, I see. Uh, so I spent ten. You didn't leave your sister at home, did you? Oh no, no, she, I, I mean, she, 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 she came at the same time oh. I did. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, my my mom was a lecturer at the time mm-hmm. in Benin, so so she it took a while for her to transition out of her job and mm. then move completely to right. to Abuja. Well. To join us, but she was, you know, she, she was shuffling. Okay. Uh, and so, uh, from from that point on, I finished school. Uh, twenty finished high school, secondary school in twenty ten. Okay. Went to Fabianus University the same year. Okay. Uh, electronics engineering. Okay. And when I was done studying, uh, I didn't finish studying that. I dropped out in my fourth year. Oh, um, wait. To go be a film score composer. Your last year. Yeah. Wow, okay. No, no, no it, 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 it was a five-year course. Wait, but still, um, that, it, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I essentially had uh, one year to go, so. Okay. Uh, and, you know, 
foolishly, I thought I wanted to go be a, you know, a great film score composer. I thought I noticed a gap in the in the industry. Okay. Because uh, in my head, then uh, I mean, in reality, like the film scores in Hollywood were not that exciting. Yeah. Um. Uh, I I quickly found out that there are structural reasons for that, and it's not necessarily because they're not talented composers. Um, mm. Because there are lots of really talented composers here, but there are uh, macro level issues that okay. cause that to be. Um, but, uh, but we can talk about all that later. Yes, yes. Um, and so I, I did that for about a year, and, mm-hmm. and I very quickly crushed that business. Uh, oh, I mean, wow. I never run a company before. Well, I had, I never run a serious company before. Hmm. Um, and I never like had to do stakeholder management or deal with clients or anything. Mm-hmm. And I was younger than you know everybody who I was working with by you know at least 15, 20 years. Wow. Um, uh, and so you know your supposed talents can only take you so far. Um, those are those other things, those intangible things, are super useful. Okay. Uh, and I didn't have any of them, so I crashed out of that. Uh, not. I'll talk about how I crashed out of it, but I crashed out of that. And I saw a tweet from uh, TechAbout saying they were hiring interns. TechAbout is a technology publication right. in uh, in Nigeria that covers tech in Africa. Okay. And my friend David Apileke at the time, uh, he was writing there. So I asked him, you know, what's going on here? So yeah, they're hiring interns, mm. earning 40k a month or something stupid like that. Okay. Um, I thought, okay, this is interesting. Um, I also wanted to move out of the house because. Uh, you know, by virtue of the fact that I grew up uh, in the company of people much older than I am, mm. uh, I just, you know, I've always just moved faster than the curve. Okay. Uh, so I was in a hurry house. Right, right. And How old are you? Being, uh, this was 2016. Uh, no, so, so this was 2015, so okay. I was just 20 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wait, so you mean to tell me that you're 23? I am 23 now. Holy moly. Okay. Please continue. <laughs> Please. Uh, That's probably the second most shocking thing of today. Let's continue. I want to hear the, the most shocking thing. Yeah, so. the, the voice, the voice, definitely, that, <laughs> that, that, that still takes the cake. But yes, continue. Okay, so... Um, I, I I wanted to move out of the house, okay. uh, so you know I decided to start doing that remotely. Okay. So I was in, living in Abuja and writing articles in the newsroom, just being a you know reading reading. I, I, I knew nothing about the technology ecosystem. Uh, mm-hmm. I knew nothing about what was happening in tech in Africa as of late 2015. Okay. Uh, but it, it just as I've done throughout my entire life, it was a new challenge to embark on. Hmm. Um, and so. I, Dove in head first, okay. uh, but at the same time, I had I had not shut down the business um, uh, when I started working with TechAbout. Uh, so you know, we, we would call editorial meetings, and I'd be like, "Oh, guys, I'm sorry, I have a meeting to attend to," and I'd be driving, <laughs> typing in Slack, okay, uh, while driving. So then, you know, just just being like, you know, uh, generally unavailable. And wow. most of the time, call I was like, you know, dude, I think you're smart. I think. Uh, you know, we could do something interesting together, but you know, you do need to commit to this if you're going to do it. Um, I, you need to move to Lagos. Uh, okay. And uh, I didn't know how I felt about that because a couple months earlier, 
I had gotten a job offer from Hotel ZNG. Okay. Uh, Hotel ZNG is hotel booking platform in Nigeria. All right. And, you know, at the time, the founder of Marquette said, you should do these interesting tests on Twitter where he'd say he wants to hire a genius or something. And then he gives a really weird test. And then whoever, you know, does best in the test gets a job offer, those kinds of things. Okay. Um, and if, I think this was in April 2015, if I remember research. Okay. Um, I, I got through to the final stage for one of those things, uh, got off at the job, but I didn't want to move to Lagos, and so I said no. Huh. Uh, but by, by October, November, wow. uh, by October, November, I was uh, essentially facing another job offer, um, and I decided to take the plunge and move. You know, I, I think that at about the same time, Mark reached out to me and said, and you know, this that, that, that if I'd still if I wanted uh, a job or if I was still open to considering it, there was another place. So I had a decision to make. Okay. Uh, and then I asked a bunch of my friends uh, who eventually said I should join Big Couple Media. Uh, hmm. You know, a part of the issue was just that I couldn't quite figure out where, to, where I would fit at Hotels and NG. Right. So there was some talk about my, me joining as a developer or joining in some other capacity. Um, it was, it, it was, there was not a lot of clarity about what I would be doing there. Okay. So it, it just didn't you know, work out. Right. Um, anyways, I I I joined Big Cabal in on October twentieth, twenty fifteen, and then I moved uh, pretty quickly up the ranks. I uh, became a senior editor by uh, February twenty sixteen, if I remember correctly. Wow. January February twenty sixteen. Uh, soon after I moved uh, from Abuja to Lagos. Right. Uh, and so you know, I I found myself having to to learn a lot. Um, really quickly, okay. Uh, um, take more responsibility for, for you know for the work I was doing, as opposed to being a low-level writer who was waiting to take instructions. Mm. Um, I, I did that for a bit. I was mostly focused on consumer tech, uh, so just covering um, the the gadget space, reviewing phones, mm-hmm. you know, figuring out what's happening with with uh, just thinking about like supply chain, etc. Okay. Um, uh, Oh, wait, I, I need to go back a bit. Uh, sure. How I got the job was that at that time I had written one, one article in my life, uh, and it was an oh. article for my friend David Adeleke's his personal blog, and I wrote that, I think, on April 19, 2015. I think mm. he published it on May 21st or something. I don't remember the exact date now. Wow. Um, so... Uh, and he said... He, he, what? No, so... Did you say something? No, please continue. Okay. So... Um, I sent that article to my, my, you know, to would-be boss, Bankole, mm-hmm. and I asked him what he thought about it, and he said that, um, or he asked me how much I was going to pay as a consultancy fee, and, you know, and I half jokingly said he should deduct it from my, uh, from my first month's salary, or from my paycheck, and mm-hmm. he added me to Slack, and, you know, that's sort of how I got the job. Wow. Uh, and so I found myself very quickly uh, thrown in the deep end, Hmm. Uh, needing to figure out, needing to write smartly about technology in Africa uh, and knowing nothing about technology in Africa. Okay. Um, so I went and read all the uh, all the posts uh, on techblog.com, read all the posts uh, on techpoint.ng and all the tech blogs I could find. I think Tech Suplex, Tech Lawyer, they were all around at the time. Okay. Uh, 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 so I just read all the posts that everybody had written started doing searches on Twitter just to try to gain as much context as I could. 
but during my during one of the, the during the tests I did, uh, so at the time Tekaba had a test called the um, Kobayashi Maru. Uh, obviously, you know where the reference is from. Uh, and one of the questions of the test was, you know, what comes to mind when you think about Sim Shagaya, Jason Nujoko, etc. Mm-hmm. And I really, I honestly didn't know where. And so, like I said, as I was taking the test, I googled uh, Sim Shagaya, and I said, "Oh, the founder of Konga." Okay. Right. And then I just wrote founder of Konga. <laughs> so, so like I literally knew nothing about the tech space. Okay. Um, I was just a a, uh, a brash kid. Okay. Who, who thought he was really good at music composition and thought he was really smart, uh, you know, wrongly so. Well, uh, and so I did that for a bit and I got bored of writing after a while and I wanted to go do some video work um, because in a previous life, uh, or a couple of years before that, I had, I had done some video production. Okay. Uh, was that when you were working so on I, film scores or? No, so, so, so before that, before that okay. I, I, I mean, before, I, I've lost quite a lot of stuff because I don't think it's that interesting. No, that's, that's right. Uh, but, you know, there was, I had a time when I, was, I, I had a, there was a time when I was uh, very focused on graphic design. There was a time when I was a model, a time when I tried to do some photography and some cinematography. Wow. Uh, so uh, I did a bunch of stuff. Okay. Um, I've done a bunch of stuff in my short time here. Um, anyways, so... At this time, I, I, I got tired of, you know, essentially writing four articles every day mm-hmm. you know, about, you know, often about the same things, uh, reviewing phones, you know, when you're not reviewing like high-end phones, if you have to review, say, Infinix techno phones, there's not right. much of a difference between uh, one phone and the next. Uh, and, so, uh, and so I found myself, like, each review was essentially the same thing okay. in, in different words. So, you know. These are all the things, I, all the issues I have with the phone. But if you're on a budget, you should buy it. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. and it, it, it very quickly became a template. Uh, okay. I formed, I made templates out of everything. Right. Um, and I was just like executing it mindlessly. And so, you know, okay. it, it was a bit of a drag. Right, right. Uh, at, at the same time, I started to pick up a bit of an interest in economics and finance. Hmm. Um, I, well, I, I rekindled my interest in economics and then picked up an interest in finance. Okay. Um, uh, and while that was happening, um, I then made a case for the firm to move me to a more personal role, so to, to move me away from editorial and tech about, mm-hmm. um, to become, to, to essentially lead our production efforts. At the same time, one of our publications, Zikoko, right. beginning to focus heavily on on video, or we're thinking really heavily about video. Okay. Um, so, okay, okay, this is, this is an interesting experiment to, you know, uh, or an interesting way to apply myself. Okay. Um, and so I got, quote, promoted to head of production in wow. charge of video production for all our media properties. Okay. Um, and after a few months, I feel spectacularly at it. Um, wow. Okay. Uh, and the reason, the reason why why that that is, it's not it's not that I didn't know what to do, but mm-hmm. I had I have a personal flaw where I am much too concerned about the quality of things. So so like ah. I'm a bit of a perfectionist. Right, good and enough so is spent, never good enough. I spent, I, I, I got the promotion on, I think, September 9 or something, or okay. September 10, uh, um, <clears throat> 2016. Okay. And I spent the next three, four months just shooting experiments and trying to work out what exactly the perfect editing process was. And it was, you know, I, I, and I could see my my my, uh, my superiors 
you know, wonder what the hell is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you know, we've bought all these equipment, we have, uh, you know, given all the supports and still shooting fucking experiments. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> um, uh, you know, in my view at the time, it was like I knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew exactly what I was doing in my head. Uh, although now, you know, given the opportunity, I would do things differently, obviously. Okay. Um, um, <clears throat> and so I, I, I left for Mauritius, um, you know, because I dropped out of school early on. Right. And I started to get dissatisfied with the work I was doing because, like, I couldn't move. I, I couldn't. I wasn't improving in quality as fast as I thought I would. Hmm. Uh, or I should be. Okay. And so that you know, that caused me to 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 lose a lot of interest in the work I was doing. Hmm. Um, at the same time, there was an opportunity to go to Mauritius to complete my degree. Okay. Uh, and so, like, literally a week before I travelled, I I took it and I bought a ticket. Wow. Um, and moved to Mauritius um, in late January, twenty seventeen. Okay. Uh, it was super random. Um, I, I had a plan to 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 make that trip. You know, the, the opportunity was there in the background. You okay. Know, um, I and my father were, were working on you know, processing all those admission things. Well, I never really took it seriously. I was just like, yeah, whatever, I almost put it. You know, but, but at the same time all this was happening, um, the opportunity came again and it just made sense for me to leave. Um, okay. I, I thought then that I was going to be able to, but that changing my environment and getting away from, you know, um, the madness of Lagos and getting yeah. away from work and all that was going to um, uh, uh, help fix my mental health issues. You know, I later found out, uh, you know, the hard way that being depressed and changing your environment only means, you know, you're just going to be, be depressed, depressed somewhere in a else. Environment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But I spent a huge chunk of, of the time while the Mauritius, like, you know, going to different beaches, just, okay. just trying to see the. I was on holiday essentially. I wasn't really, you know, paying too much attention to schoolwork. Right. Uh, 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 although I tried to do my coursework. Anyways, I I got back, back uh, and I decided to focus on. Obviously, the company had you know set up other other mechanisms or, or brought in other people to okay. handle the production side of things. So I was then focused on the editorial again. Okay. Take about primarily writing a daily newsletter. Um, which a couple of people thought were were interesting. Um, you know, I was able to grow that, and okay. I was advising on the production side from time to time. Okay. Um, and then I, I began to think about you know my career long term, and it occurred to me that gaining experience in the media industry um, is only useful. It's mostly useful when you intend to work. For your entire career, or your entire life in the media industry. Ah, I see. Um, and that's that's definitely not me. Um, and so I decided that uh, instead of gaining experience that's not transferable, that's not easily transferable elsewhere, hmm. it makes sense to go do something I personally found more interesting, or something that's you know I could then leverage to to move in a bunch of different directions. Because I mean, if you spend ten years at a publication, you will rise from. Uh, in turn to junior writer, to senior writer, to editor, senior editor, etc. Right. And uh, and that experience, or the, the skills you you would gain, and like in my view, are not very transferable beyond working in communications for right, like, right. you know larger firms. Yeah. Which I'm not particularly interested in. 
I um, just because you know I stumbled into this journalism thing anyways I'm not trying to you know go with my life yeah, yeah. Um, so I decided to become a beast um, because it was it was yet another um, thing I hadn't I hadn't done okay um, and by VC you mean venture capitalist yes yes okay by VC I mean venture capitalist ah I see how did um, you and so yeah, I, I used to write I, I put in notices one day and I, oh yeah so I have you know resigned from my position here I'm currently looking for exciting opportunities um, to work with startups um, either on the investing side or even on the operational side thinking mm-hmm. about like product vision etc right and I, you know a bunch of reached out to me I, I initiated a bunch of conversations okay. um, you know even outside the notice in the, the newsletter and then I picked one of the opportunities that came to me which is my current job now okay. um, as head of investments and research at Ventures Platform um, actually I joined as head of ecosystems and research and okay. effective uh, a couple of days ago oh, congratulations. I, my, my portfolio was changed to head of investments and research so mm. I'm now much more focused on the investment process. I see. Um, uh, than, than I was before, which which is perfect for me. Um, okay. Very aligned with my goals. Yeah. Right. Uh, and that brings me to, to today. To today. Um, or, or, or a couple of days ago. Okay. I, I I decided that you know even though I was working as a venture capitalist, um, it still made sense to cultivate a you know. A, an audience of some form. Okay. Uh, uh, part of the reason was that you know my job as a venture capitalist was gotten primarily because I had an audience. I was listening to my my thinking, you know, on a on a regular basis. Right. But on the other hand, uh, you know, I spent all my time giving people advice about how to run companies, essentially reviewing the news and saying, you know, so this person, you know, uh, should probably be thinking in this direction. Or they okay. should be doing this, take advantage of this opportunity, etc. But like, I felt like a fraud. Like I was just sitting down and just passing commentary to everybody else without actually doing anything tangible. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I felt really strongly that I needed to um, begin to work in this type of space um, or work as a venture capitalist, so that lots of these theses I have developed over you know the past two years, okay. um, being a reporter, you know, covering the ecosystem. Uh, I can begin to test some of those things in the real world. So if I tell it, one of our portfolio companies, you know, you should think about this in this way and do it. Okay. You know, the feedback are much shorter. I can then see in a couple of months um, if it works or how right. how 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 my how valuable my point of view was hmm. uh, in that case. Uh, and and beyond that, you know, it's just a, a the job does give you more access than other jobs would, uh, both okay. access to, both control over capital and also access to people, uh, okay. which I find interesting for a bunch of reasons. Um, uh, because one of my long-term goals is to, or let me rephrase, there's a company that um, I will start at some point in the future, but okay. I don't know enough yet to start it and run it the way it should be run. It's a VR company. Uh, I can talk about that later. Okay. Um, but what essentially, you know, lots of the work I'm doing now is preparatory. So I'm learning, you know, trying to answer the question, what does it mean to build a successful um, technology company in Africa? Hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm making all the connections that I need to make such that the day that becomes 
a viable option, you know, um, likely triggered by when VR adoption has has uh, gotten to the point where you know things. It, it's interesting to begin to build VR companies again. Okay, um, that's something you're confident and, of. Yes. So, so um, you know, in for some context, in November 2016, um, I participated in the first VR hackathon in Nigeria. Um, okay. Put together a a team of some of the smartest people around, and you know, with great help from the team, we won the the hackathon. Oh wow! And you know, and we built something called Learn, which is essentially a uh, it it combines the idea of Montessori learning hmm. uh, with virtual reality. Essentially, we try to teach people how to code using. Um, by letting them manipulate physical objects, okay, um, oh. in in a three D in a space, it's, it's super basic. Uh, but, but the idea is to be able to extend, you know, that that core to a bunch of other things, to things mm. like music, right, right, um, to oh. things like uh, even math, even finance, etc. Right. Um, oh, because it doesn't make any sense that that we should need, you know, a ton of infrastructure to fix the. You know, or, or to or to level the quality of education that's you know we're getting across the world. Right. Um, you know, it, it's just not feasible to build to set up all the infrastructure that exists at say Harvard or Stanford. Right. Right. Um, but but you can begin to reduce some of the the, the delta. Right. Um, by providing access, um, you know, through a medium like virtual reality, which is you know designed to be immersive uh, right. from the get go. And uh, at the same time, you know. We are seeing that ebooks. <clears throat> we are seeing that ebooks uh, are not or have not overtaken physical books, uh, you know, as far as sales go. And right. you know, my personal my thesis about that is that, you know, we have not quite figured out the language of or we have quite figured out what, you know, um, digital books look like. So, so for example, you know, early radios, early radio broadcasts were just people reading out newspapers over the air. Mm-hmm. Because when we start, when we create a new content format, um, you know, we, for the most part, we try to to force the, our existing content paradigms into that new format until uh-huh. we figure out the language of the format. Uh, and so, right. I don't think we have quite figured out what a great reading, a great digital reading experience looks like. Right. Um, we are we are still, you know, just taking printed books and putting them into PDF files right. or EPUB files. Literally. Um, so so. Right. So, so my thinking is that, um, you know, when when somebody figures out how to make reading uh, uh, much more immersive, mm-hmm. you know, in, in ways that makes sense, right. then we'll begin to see the skill tip again. Uh, and so, you know, there's a bunch of things that I'm obviously not going to share here, but oh. I have a bunch of ideas, you know, in that space right. about what might happen, you know, about for the next uh, five to ten years. But it doesn't make sense to start that company today. Right. Because, you know, aside yeah. from a couple of people in the enterprise, nobody uses VR headsets. Right. Um, you know, the, the technology to make what I have in mind ready, uh, you know, viable, you know, is mostly not even ready. Mm. Uh, uh, and, you know, consumers, especially the consumers like who I want to reach with this, are still using $50 Android phones. Um, and there's no, you know, and all the experiences that are being created for those kinds of phones, fire cool, cardboard. Right. You know, are not. You know, they just don't have uh, uh, the quality that that makes this make sense. 
Right. right, uh, right. So you know, there's a, there's a bunch of other macro level issues as well. Right. That have made me conclude that you know it's it's, it's not a good idea to start to that, that company today. Time. Uh, so, it, may, it might make sense in five to ten years, maybe, right. possibly twenty. Um, okay. but, but whenever the company does get started, you know, I believe very strongly that it will be worth it. Okay. And so all this time spent, you know, doing all the groundwork that's necessary to get to that point. Hi. Thank you for listening to the last installment. My conversation with Osaruman actually doesn't end here. So, it will be following up with another episode that we have coming later in Season 3. Yes, Season 3 is ready for you guys. Where we shall be talking about the subtext. And that's a publication he now has started. I look forward to sharing that conversation with you guys. And I look forward to the next season of Pod Save Africa with you guys. Have a wonderful rest of your day, morning, afternoon, or evening, and thanks for listening.